What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, we're back. Nighttime podcast. You don't seem too, too tired, but after the whatever two months of ups and downs of COVID and being off work, you're back at work. Love to see it. And we're back to normal, Dominic. The boys are back at night. Mr. X is... Qu- oh, wait. Sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, yes, Brandon, to answer your question, I am doing... Meh. <clears throat> Dominic? What? How are you doing today? Oh. Oh. Uh, to answer your question, Brandon, I am meh. And, uh, you know, uh, just... Uh, just doing what uh, what God made me want to do on this earth, man. And that's podcast with my with my best friend, Brandon. My, you're my I'm your best friend now. I hate you sometimes, but that's okay. what best friends do, right? That means I'm number one in the rankings. What, okay, what I, you know, actually, good, good, true true test right here. If Brian texts me by tomorrow, then he's my number one. But if he doesn't, then you are officially number one. Why would Brian have to text you? Is it just seeing how you're doing? Just to see if he's listening, first of all, to this podcast, because, you know, we need all the support we can get because, you know, we're trying to make it big, like fucking huge. I've been told that we have a business venture that we might embark on. I mean, it it just can't be 50 percent. We need both of us to go full bore. And when I mean full bore, I mean, maybe even all in. All in? Hmm? I mean, maybe. I mean, you want to Chicago? Maybe. I, you know, so it was brought to my attention that, you know, I'm broke right now. I got medical bills. So if anybody wants to start, you know, like a GoFundMe, you know, whatever, cool, but I'm not tripping. But, um, you know, Studio On said I should make an OnlyFans. And I thought, well, me and Brandon should do an OnlyFans for the podcast. You know, and I figured like we could take like scantily clad photos and, you know, like, you know, just be all up on each other and just, you know, I can oil you up and, you know, grease up those thighs, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dominic, I didn't have that much work this week, at least earlier in the week. So guess what? You went to the gym. I went to the gym one day this week. Probably mm. should have went to the gym on Wednesday, but your boy was just being lazy and fat and tired and just kind of stayed in bed all day. But Tuesday, I went to the gym. So that means I'm super shredded, which means I'm allowed to eat all the Big Macs and the drumsticks I want now because I went to the gym once in the past two months, right? That's how it works. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. And you see, and, and, and just throwing it out there, wouldn't you enjoy doing that on camera or at least getting pictures taken of you? <laughs> some Some weird person would pay to see that. Of what me eating Big Macs yeah, and drumsticks? Like, just like, we're gonna start doing mukbang. There we go. <laughs> Curveballs and share shots. The YouTube channel is officially changing from a podcast, uh, whatever you call it, podcast highlight gaming, show yeah. slash gaming streaming video <laughs> slash uh, video vlogs to mukbang. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what better way is to like you and me? We get Wingstop one day, and we just we're just both in speedos. Just feeding each other, and you know, we just get someone to film it or photograph or take pictures of it and put it up on OnlyFans or offer up or I don't know, and just fucking Craigslist and just have someone watch it and pay for it. 
I mean, I mean, is is your silence a yes or a maybe? I mean, I was just doing my my I was getting ready for the mukbang. I mean, you know, just for, for the listeners who don't know what mukbang is, why don't you explain it? Uh, well, mukbang is just people eating food very loudly, or at least with a microphone shoved all the way down their throat. Normally, it's a uh, it's like a skinny, uh, you know, attractive Asian lady. Sometimes I've seen, you know, some other people do it. Mostly it's it's women I've seen, but there are men that do it. So maybe we're oh, going to corner the market. There we go. We'll the mukbang. first ones to do it. And, you know, we'll just do random shit like, you know. Like one day, you know, we'll start off easy. We'll do like, you know, veggies, be healthy, you know, get the get the vegetarians happy. And then we'll go into some meats for the meat eaters, for the carnivores. And then we'll do some like weird fucking shit. Like we'll just go get some like raw octopus and just fucking. Just, I mean, I've had octopus. It tastes quite good. Don't make you a big octopus guy. Like you're talking about like the when it's still fucking moving. I mean, no, or but you're talking deep octopus? fried, you fat ass. I mean, I haven't had deep. I don't. I mean, maybe I've had deep fried octopus, but I've had just you know raw octopus, Ugh. all squishy Ugh. and squiggly, and <laughs> you get stuck in your throat. Did you, did you choke on it? Maybe. Mm. Well, this podcast is now officially no longer sports and wrestling, just straight whatever the fuck we want to talk about. So basically, we just turned into trapdoor to hell. You, you watch your fucking goddamn mouth. Sorry, Actually, sorry. you know what? You know, I'm just saying, you know, this isn't a shot at them, you know, because, you know, there hasn't been any shots taken and I'm not, I don't want to be the first one to throw the shot, but I'm just saying. You don't want to be punching down, let's be honest. Exactly. But, you know, if we were to go that route, I'm pretty sure ours would be fucking more better. It would be like a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, my house almost burnt down today, Dominic. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. What'd so Josh do? It was before well, no Josh, RIP. He's not dead, just not here. <laughs> he uh we were cooking and then we, we like smelled some smoke and we thought, oh, you know, maybe like some some grease fell off or something. It's like burning in the oven. And then we go check. No, no, nothing there. And then we hear like a buzzing and we thought it was like the fan, but the fan wasn't on. And then we go check behind the television. And the outlet or the whatever, the surge protector is smoking. You know why it's smoking? Too many things plugged in and on. No, it's one of those big ass ones. We got like like a 10 or 12 outlet one so we can space everything out. It's a great, fantastic thing. Very spatial. But a cat pissed on it and it got all up (laughs) in the thing and it was disgusting. (laughs) That thing has been there. There has literally always been an outlet back there. There's been generations of felines in this house never once had they ever done such a thing hell that we've had these cats for four years never once did they go back there and piss on the outlet but for some fucking reason today was the day where finn's dumbass was like you know what that looks appetizing i'm gonna lay my scent and he didn't just spray a little bit he fucking went in he fucking unloaded his entire bladder on the thing (laughs) and yeah so I was thinking before, you know, I was working a little bit. We had like an hour before we can do the podcast thinking I can, you know, finish up a little bit of work, relax. No, 20 minutes go by and I got to fucking clean up the back of this television. There's piss <laughs> everywhere. It, and I like pick it up off the ground and it just like fell, like excess just fell on the ground. I got on my phone. It was it was all over the place. It was disgusting. And so now we got to go to Target tomorrow, get a new outlet. Well, I mean, we have a replacement one. We don't get a big. Thick. When you say outlet, you mean like the, the surge the, protector, the uh, power strip, the power strip. Oh, OK. 
Yeah, we Man, heard the that... buzzing. Yeah, and it got all over the direct TV plug. So luckily, no damage was done because you know, we can I can deal with the fire TV stick being out. But if the no direct TV, we got playoffs. We got no NFL Sunday ticket. Oh, I, that, we, we there might have been a dead cat on my hands. <laughs> But we're, anything, we're is anything, anything happened here that was we're funny, fine. hilarious? We're fine. Everything's good. I mean, you know, my brother tricked me, but, you know, that's not really that funny. It's more Ooh, like, what did he do? Mm. You know, he said, hey, get the thing out of the dryer. And you know, was he stuck? No, he, he got me stuck. Ooh. No, uh, he brought home a rifle case and I was like, ooh, what's that? He's like, I bought this for you. You're my favorite brother. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm your only brother, motherfucker. But, um, He's like, it's for you. And I'm like, tell me the truth. He's like, it's really for you. I don't want it. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. I open it up and I see this nice like hunting rifle scope and everything. I'm like, fuck, like, oh, my God, I got so excited. Flip it over to like look at the bottom of it. And it's a fucking Pelican. And I got really heartbroken real quick. So I was like, I really thought like we're going to have a moment, a brother moment. And nope, just a Pelican. Son of a bitch. I mean, what the fuck are you going to be hunting? Humans. That don't trade me chub for Montgomery. Whoa, 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 Dominic. We we've discussed we're, we'll discuss this off oh, the sorry. air. Sorry, sorry, sorry. During you know video game times where our or your agent Tyler can engage in trade discussions, we can have a fair and honest. Is, trade. is he still my agent? I thought he hated me after me jokingly burying the love of his life. Well, we haven't talked to him in two weeks, at least. We haven't talked to him in two weeks, so. Oh, wow. So you know shit, then I don't. See, th- this is why I don't know if he can be my agent. He's probably colluding with you. He might be. He might be. You just never know. Because you're going to give him Chubb, but you wanted Montgomery. I'll fucking give you Chubb, Dominic. <sighs> we better get going, because if not, we're going to finish late, and my mom's going to be mad, and Mary's going to be mad. Let's just hurry up. We're going to finish late, but Dominic's going to finish first. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on what to the MLB postseason. We got games galore going on today for playoff games. But first, we have the wild card games. Yankees, Red Sox. Yankees absolutely shit the bed. They didn't do anything except for Giancarlo Stanton. The Yankees fans never boo Giancarlo again. He was the only person who showed up. He should have hit like three home runs. One would say they made of cat pissed an outlet. Power stripped out. I mean, sorry, sorry, you, sorry. Work, you worked at a hardware store. You should know this. I actually worked at two hardware stores. Get your shit straight. Oh, Mr. Paint Expert. Well, Dominic, since we're on the subject, uh, I'm you know, we painted the front of our house because the homeowners association was up our ass. We're thinking about painting the black screen door, like repainting it. That should is that more of like a spray painting type project that I should that I should do? I'm gonna paint the screen door. So um what I recommend, because you know, paint expert. I was, I was paint certified at Orchard, and I was the paint lead at Outdoor Supply. Of course, I know my shit. Um, what I would do is put cardboard on one side and spray paint it. Be the easiest thing to do. And then okay. vice versa, the other side. Okay. Thank you, Dominic. Very, very helpful. You're welcome. I'm going to tell your manager. Get your raise. Mm, okay, bye. Thoughts on the wild card game. Red Sox shoved. Uh, was it Nathan Avaldi? Did fantastic. The, I think we've probably talked more about the Yankees. They did not do great, except for Stanton. Is this the end of an era? Era is Boone done? Is it time to quote unquote blow it up? I mean, my I, I want to say no, 
just because I feel like there's a lot that they can achieve still, but how much more money and, you know, time do you have? I think it, I think this was probably their make or break it. And this is, you know, maybe year next year, year after that, it's probably, you'll start seeing some uh, trades or some, you know, some free agents who do not get re-signed, maybe stuff like that. But I mean, they have the potential. I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, there's, they, I know they had a, few, a lot of injuries beginning of the season. So I, it's tough to say that if that didn't happen, maybe it'd be different, but you know, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say maybe in the next year or two, you start seeing some uh, disgruntled players and maybe they go somewhere else. Might be a little bit re- reactionary, but I do think that Boone should be gone. I feel like we've kind of had this discussion or at least this feeling with the Yankees that there's always the thing of, Oh, we're the Yankees. We'll be fine. We'll get it together eventually. And then they just never get it together. And this has been, I mean, the Yankees, the entire city of New York city state, they haven't won a championship in 10 years. That includes the Yankees. And so you can't just flaunt around like you're the shit when you haven't done anything in the last 13 years. And Boone, he's one of those guys who's, he's probably like a good clubhouse guy. The, guys the players like him but i just don't think he's like the raw raw get your shit together type of player uh, type of manager now i don't know who exactly like you can't, like he, they can't take him serious or he just isn't he's just not that movie. he's not that guy like not trying to be funny but he's, he's just, not that guy yeah he's not a guy to like kind of i mean it's like bob melvin kind of like but bob melvin does get angry and he like when he does do it it like makes up like it makes a difference when he does it so and i think boone you know kind of a younger type manager i i just don't know if he exactly is kind of authoritative enough especially when you have those big names like rizzo and stanton and judge and you know all these other guys where you probably need like a dusty baker as much as he doesn't get it done in the playoffs just kind of like an old school respectable guy who everybody you know takes seriously when he speaks up you know, you got to rally the troops. I, I see where you're coming from. And, you know, not not to I hope there's no New York fans that listen, but, you know, New York players, in my opinion, tend to get a little more like their heads are a little bit bigger than some of the lesser, you know, paid teams. I don't know. Like you, you don't see a lot of people playing for, you know, the. I don't know. Give me a shitty ass team. The A's with big egos with the fucking big Ed and, you know, thinking their shit don't stink. So unless your name is yeah. Mariano or know. Josh Donaldson. But, okay. But see, the thing with Donaldson was when he was on the A's, he backed it up for the most part. Some Yankee players can't back it up. Honest. Touché. So Red Sox get it done at Fenway. They move on to face another AL East team in the uh, Tampa Bay not the Buccaneers, the Rays. The Rays got it done in game one. Randy Arena absolutely balling the fuck out. New Mr. October hitting a home run and stealing home in the same game. Unprecedented. But the Red Sox come back after they score a few runs in the first. They let five runs go in the bottom of the first, but then they come roaring back. And as of this moment, it is 14 to six with one out Rays charging back a little bit, but the Red Sox are looking like they will seal it up and we're going to go back to Fenway 1-1. Definitely a tale of two games here, Dominic. Where do you see this series playing out when all things are said and done? I really want Tampa Bay to go all the way just because, to me, they're the true underdog, but 
the Red Sox, they they put it they put it together most of the season. They dropped off a little bit, but I mean, it's the fucking Red Sox. They're just like the Yankees. So if 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 they're playing well, you can't beat them. If they're playing shit, they're dog shit. So they played like dog shit the first game, in my opinion. Second game, they're they're kicking ass. I don't have it in front of me because the TV is behind me, and I you know if I don't pay attention, I fall asleep. So yeah, but, the Red Sox definitely want it to be a slugfest. It wants to be more like game two than game one because the Red Sox they have decent pitching, but they definitely don't want to get in you know a one one you know one zero type duel with the you know staple that the Rays got over there. So I mean, going back to Fenway. I don't know what the weather is like over there, but um, it's going to be rocking. I, you know, this was a big game for the Red Sox. They, their bats awoke after kind of a quiet, I mean, they still scored some runs in in the first game, but I say this one's going to go five. And when, you know, game five, you don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go with the Red Sox eking it out. Boom. Dominic, what do you got? Who do you got winning? I guess you said you want the Rays to win, but you actually feel like the Rays are going to win. I feel like the A's will, the, the A's or Rays, the Rays will win it. I think, uh, I, I do agree. I think I'll go five, but I think it's going to go in favor of those devilish Rays. Then the other American League Division series, we have the Houston Astros taking the first two games up on the Chicago White Sox. Astros is absolutely laying the hammer down in game one. White Sox looking like they were on the cusp of, well, not on the cusp, but they were, they took a lead and then they go to the bullpen. The bullpen falls apart and the Astros pour it on late. And so now the Astros have a two game lead. It is going back to Chicago only eight, 88% of the time when a team holds a two game to zero lead in the best of five, that team ends up winning. Dominic, can the White Sox be the 12%? Yes. And why do I say yes? Because the White Sox were freaking amazing this year man and if it's one we kind of said this all year they're in a shit division and now once you get to the playoffs you're playing you're you're playing real teams yeah it's a whole different ball game now not saying the white Sox are are trash but the astros are the number two seed they had a better record and they're kind of showing that they are the better team at the moment even though maybe individually especially like on the pitching side white Sox have a, a solid ball club but they're just not getting it done but see, and, and that that's where it comes down to um, how you were just talking about Boone. It's I I don't think they have the right head coach there, to be honest. But I mean, we've talked about it before. He's I think he's past his prime. He can't he can't coach him. And I think a playoff run is too much for him and he's not making the right decisions. Yeah, I mean, I said Dusty when it came to, like, the Yankees. Dusty is kind of, like, different because he does kind of have that old-school demeanor, but he also kind of has that swagger, and he can kind of relate to the the players a little bit more, but he still has that respectability. And, you know, as much as we dog on the Astros, you know, Dusty's doing a great job, first manager to win five division, five divisions with five different teams. I mean, you know, he, he's unable to get it done in the playoffs, but, but regular season-wise, you know, he does a great job, and, Astros doing it. I do suspect the Astros to move on. The White Sox aren't going to roll over. They'll win game three. I mean, maybe they'll put up a, a better fight in game four, but I think the Astros do get it done at four. This ain't I mean, coming back to uh, 
I'm I'm actually really surprised you're leaning so hard on the Astros. I thought you would just been doubling down on the White Sox to beat them. I mean, as much as I want the White Sox to win, I'm trying to be a realist here. I'm an unbiased sports journalist. Mm. Unbiased. You're by? Missed. Oh, sorry. I, I you know, you you might cut out a little bit. Um, no, I mean, I. I, I honestly, I think the Astros are going to sweep. I'm sorry. They're going to sweep. I think the White Sox are going to co- go into their home and just be hyped. But it, that bullpen, it fell apart. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of trust issues and no one's going to want to take blame or take ownership on the mistakes that were made. Moving on over to the National League, the Dodgers beat the Cardinals in the wild card game. Uh, major pitching pool. Chris Taylor ends up hitting the walk-off bomb. Two runs, bottom of the ninth. I mean, fantastic, great Magical. moment. Uh, Dodgers end up going to the division series, uh, but I mean, nothing too much to talk about here. You know, good, hard-fought match. The Cardinals come back seventeen games in a row. We thought they were supposed to win the Central. They end up getting the wild card game, but they just ran into a tank. That is the one hundred and six win LA Dodgers. I mean, I you know, for what they achieved. I mean, okay, like you said, we thought they were going to win the division, but for what they did being so far back and coming back and getting to the wild card, I think there should there there should be no head hung low. There should be no tears. There should be no bad feelings or vibes towards any of your teammates. That was a great run they had. Like you said, they ran into just a better ball team, you know, and, you know, just, you know, there's not much to say. Like you said, it's hard fought, came down to the last uh, the last inning, and, you know, I, I honestly, I'm a head coach. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sad, but I, I couldn't be more prouder than for my team and my players. Then the Dodgers move on to play the Giants first time in history that these two clubs, legendary rivals dating back to like the 1890s in New York have played in the playoffs. Kind of crazy to think. Yeah. You know, the wild card's only been around for like 25 years, but you would have think one time they would have met in the playoffs, but nope. First time here. Currently, as we're talking, the Giants are winning two to zero. Logan Webb is shoving. He's at like 55 pitches through five innings. So he might go CG shut piece, honestly. But Dominic, thoughts on this series? What do you expect? If you want to be a homer, you can be a homer. I'll allow it. No, I mean, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to Giants stuff. Um, you know. I occasionally watch it. Like I did watch the first couple innings. I did watch that Buster Posey two run home run, but like I, other than that, I haven't really been watching as much as I used to, you know, cause I'm an Oakland athletics fan now, but I got a tattoo to prove it. You weren't invited by the way. Um, but, but no, I, in all honesty here, um, I, I do expect a very hard fought battle. I think it's going to go all five. I think the giants will take it but it's going to be it's going to be nitty gritty it's going to be fun to watch i definitely i want this game this series to go 5 i want to see them just kind of go out and just give it their all kershaw going down muncy going down definitely does hurt them kershaw's not going to be there i think the entire postseason muncy i think there's a possibility he could be available in the nlcs he's the, the one that dislocated series. his shoulder right uh, dislocated his shoulder on kind of yeah. a crazy uh play at first base so that's definitely going to going to hurt them i brandon belt is out for the Giants as well. So it kind of evens out on the outside, but uh, the Giants, they just keep finding a way to do it. And 
I mean, you know, as much as it pains me to say, because I do like the Dodgers, they're kind of like my second, you know, National League team that I like. I, I mean, the Giants have been very impressive and they just find a way and they're doing it right now. I mean, they're shutting down the, the Dodgers at home. I don't think it's going to stay that way, maybe even in this game, but in the series. But I, I do get the Giants getting it done in five. Well, you know, it's only the fifth inning or sixth inning now, whatever. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, hopefully we finish this podcast by the time the game's over. Because if not, then I'm probably snoring on on on. The I game. mean, the game is kind of zooming by. It's only been an hour and a half. They're in the bottom of fifth. Uh, definitely will not give live updates, even though the game is uh, will be concluded by the time you listen to this podcast. Uh, then finally, we get the Atlanta Braves taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers take it one game to zero. A close game, Jock Peterson hits a home run in the eighth to make it a one-run affair, but uh, Josh Hader comes in, shuts it down. It's a little bit interesting, but the Brewers take game one. Uh, this one I see is a, a very close matchup. I mean, I think all, except for the Sox-Astros, unfortunately, but uh, another close battle here. Braves are kind of weakened, but the uh, Brewers, they just keep getting it done, I think, because they're in the NL Central. They've just kind of fl- uh, flew under the radar. And I like this team to make a, a deep playoff run and possibly win the pennant. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to discredit anything Milwaukee did, but I think the Braves had to work a lot harder for their, to, uh, their division. Um, they are weakened. They did play well throughout the rest of the season. It's, I think it's another one of those series that I could see going five because the Braves have a lot of fighting in them but I can also see the Brewers taking it like in four. So I think I'm going to go with Brewers in four. Well, officially I have to pick the Atlanta Braves because they're uh, still alive on like my American league champion, New York Yankees. So I got to officially pick the Braves, but unofficially, uh, as I said, I do like the Brewers, especially because in the playoffs, it comes down to pitching. They have, uh, you know, probably the Cy Young award winner, they also got Woodruff, so it's going to be – they're going to shut it down. I mean, not shut it down, but if the pitching stays the way it is and they get enough hits, uh, the Brewers could be dangerous. Okay, and let's move on over to the football picks, otherwise known as. <coughs> Dominic's picks. Bum bum. So we had a Thursday night affair with the NFC West. The C- Seattle Seagulls lose at home to the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks were leading at halftime, but the Rams were able to come back and with a vengeance. A lot of different storylines come out of this game. Most notably, Russell Wilson. He jams his finger on uh Aaron Donald tore tendons in his right middle finger. He is going to, he had surgery and he's going to be out for six weeks. Uh, tough blow to the Seahawks. That's a tough division. And Geno Smith is a, a suitable backup, but a backup nonetheless looked good for that one drive. But then he threw an interception on the first play and the quote unquote game winning drive. Dominic, I know you're a little biased. You have Russell Wilson on your fantasy team. Your fantasy team has fallen apart. Literally, you got Jarvis Landry, David Montgomery, and now Russell Wilson all hurt. Um, but if you can just kind of set that aside, thoughts on the game, which was a very good game. The game was fine. Uh, no, um, I I really enjoyed the game. Um, 
I don't know if it was because they're kind of similar in, in, in a sense, defense-wise, or was it just that they were just making bad plays? So I felt like, you know, they were kind of evenly matched at the beginning, and then, you know, like the Seahawks got that touchdown or whatever. But, you know, for that first half, I felt like, oh, it's a stalemate. This would be a good game. But then, I don't know if it was Stafford or whoever, Robert Woods maybe, they just fucking turned it on and just laid it down and just said you guys are gonna fucking eat our dust well after i announced that i was changing my nfc pick to the rams uh the rams get the brakes beaten off of them by the arizona cardinals so i was a little worried and then they came off sluggish in this game but they turned it on they you know they didn't completely fall at the face of the earth like the washington football team but uh, i think this is uh, kind of a microcosm of how the Rams are. I think we were very excited. Obviously, I was excited picking them, but uh, their defense is not the same defense as it was last year. As we saw, Gino, I mean, Geno Smith marched down the field and scored on them. Like nothing against Geno Smith, but that defense from last year is not letting that happen. So we need to temper a little bit of expectations on the defensive side and that offense. Uh, it's still a new offense, you know. By the end of the season, they should still be in place to either win the division or make a, a postseason uh, as a wild card. Um, but the Rams, solid. They're going to do their thing. I think they, they have a very weak schedule coming up, so they could be like 7-8-1 and one when all things are said and done, and they'll be in a perfect spot to be in the postseason. Uh, but the Seahawks, in that tough division, I don't know what their schedule is coming up for the next six weeks, but um, you, know, you lose your star, you, you go – I don't know, three and seven, four and six. And you're like really behind the eight ball with like whatever, eight weeks to go. I think the and that's Seahawks even if he's like healthy tank. at that point, they'll probably just tank it six weeks from now. I, if, if they're not anywhere near the playoff chance or contentions, they'll probably just tank. Yeah, that's a, a tough look. I mean, it sucks. Russ is uh, one of the better players, and he was on a, a long streak, and unfortunately, he uh, he goes down. So let's move on to the Sunday night, the Sunday games. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a London matchup. We're going to go across the pond, and the New York football Jets will take on the Atlanta Falcons. Two uh, terrible teams, but two one and three teams because the New York Jets get a win against the Tennessee Titans. Dominic, uh, what do you see in this great, great matchup. You waking up at 6.30 in the morning to watch this game? Honestly, I'll probably be up. Well, it's on NFL Network and you don't have that, so. Can I come yeah. over? Uh, no, because I'm not waking up for this. Why not? I thought you were a football fan. I mean, I have Mike Davis. I'm not going to start him because, you know, I got Damian Williams for the Bears. Great pickup off waivers. So I need to watch the game. <laughs> I need to start watching that waiver, man. Um, who do I got for this game? I'm gonna go with the Jets. I think they're gonna they're gonna ride that win streak, baby. It's a, it's a London matchup. It's really hard to predict what is going to happen. Um, I'll just fade you. I'll go with the uh, the Falcons. Not in love with it, but I have more faith in the Falcons' offense to put up points. Now that. Uh, Jets defense with Robert solidly in the way has toughened them up. So they're not just going to roll over and let the Falcons score 40 points. Calvin well, Calvin Ridley is not even going to be there. He has a personal matter. So we don't, he's not going to be there. That definitely tanks his uh, or tanks the Falcons 
offense. Hopefully it's a big game for Kyle Pitts. Dominic Cordell Patterson should have a big game as well. But uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons, even though I just remembered about the Kelvin Ridley news. I don't like it, but I already said it. So fuck it. Then we got the Detroit Lions traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Lions are one of the two 0-4 teams. The Vikings were prime to have a bounce back win against the Browns. And they just made a big Brown in the bed because they did not look good. Yeah. Well, when Delphin cook isn't cooking, I feel like uh, it takes one of those weapons away from them. So then they have to rely on the passing game, which, you know, as you know, wasn't very well. So of course they're going to Brown the bed. Uh, So Vikings lions, I'm, not like super high on the Lions, but they, they put up a fight. They didn't have the best showing against the Bears, but it's going to be an indoor game. Hopefully that means that the Lions can do a little bit better offensively. I'm going to go with the Vikings. This is a game they should win. And I was never super high. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but this is definitely a game they need to win if they want to you know stay in somewhat of contention. Part of me wants to fade you just because of the fact that I, there's been, I think out of the, four games we've seen they could have won at least two of them for sure one of them but they gave Aaron Rodgers too much time um but uh I'm 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 gonna go with the Lions I think it's gonna be a shitty game for both teams but the Lions get it done Okay, okay, then we get two disappointing two and two teams. The New Orleans Saints take on the Washington football team. Uh, The Washington football team, I don't even remember what the fuck they did last week, but the Saints lose to the Giants at home. They had a lead. They let it, they squandered it. Two disappointing teams, two defenses that have honestly been disappointed as well. And these offenses don't get you too excited, Dominic. What do you think? St- is it still happen? makes me wonder why Jameis is on the Saints. Just saying. Oof! Don't talk about our king, Dominic. Our king? He's your king. Okay, buddy. Watch your mouth. My king. Points and points, um, king. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'll pick your Saints this week. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Because the Saints aren't playing Saints football, and Washington is just Washington. Thank you, Dominic, for picking my Saints. Um, I'm going to go with Washington. No real reason. Well, I guess the reason is I don't want to jinx the Saints. So I'm going to go with Washington. Taylor Heineke, fantasy-wise, has actually like been doing pretty good. He's putting up guard. They made the comeback win against the Falcons. That's what Washington did last week. Good job, Taylor Heineke. So the Washington football team is absolutely on fire. They're going to keep it rolling against the Saints. They're going to three and two. They're going to make a run to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to be right. They're going to get a Rams football team NFC championship game. Book it. I mean, I can't book it, but you really, you're, you're really believing your own shit, huh? Someone got to. Then we get the New England Patriots taking on the Houston Texans, a pair of one in three teams. Patriots so close to spoiling Tom Brady's return to Foxborough, but Nick Folk doinks it off a 53-yarder. I thought they should at least go for it. It was like fourth and two, fourth and three. You don't have like a play in the back pocket. You can just dump off. Mac Jones can do something, but no. Bill Belichick went for the kick. It cost him in the end, uh, but... 
It is what it is. The Texans got their fucking cheeks clapped against the Buffalo Bills as people expected them to. Dominic, I think the Patriots are better than one and three. Uh, people thought the Texans were not going to win a game this this season, but they have one. So good for the Texans. What do you what do you think in this great, great high octane matchup? I was impressed with Jones last week. So I think if he can just continue to build off of that, I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. Uh, the defense is going to feast off of Davis Mills. Uh, maybe not be as bad as the Buffalo game, but uh, the Patriots going to get it done against the Texans. Then we get a big, big Florida matchup here between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Miami Dolphins in Tampa Bay. No Tua. Tua is still out on IR. Um, the Dolphins did not look great offensively against the uh, Colts, we already talked about the Buccaneers. They put up a lot of points without Gronk. Gronk is not going to be there once again, but I don't think it should be an issue. Buccaneers win this one. I mean, do I really need to say anything? Because that that that's pretty much what's going to happen. Okay, I'll put you down for the Dolphins. Uh, then we get an AFC North matchup. We get the, the Green Bay Packers traveling to Cincinnati to take on Mr. X's Bengals. Both teams are three and one. Uh, the Bengals coming off of a long week off their Thursday night win against Jacksonville. So they're a well-rested team. T Higgins should be back with his shoulder injury. Um, obviously a big, big game at home for the Bengals. Do they make a statement here? I think if this is the game to, to really kind of, how do you say, solidify your, your stake to claim, this would be the one. So I'm going with the Bengals. I think I said AFC North. I'd like to uh, change my, Thing it's an NFC North. Well, there it's a North matchup because the Bengals are AFC and the Packers are NFC. So I'm sorry. Anyways, uh I fuck it. Mr. X, we're going with the Bengals. Who day? Don't blame me if I jinx them because I don't put jinxes on teams. I just put jinxes on my own teams. And as of right now, Bengals aren't my team yet. So go with the Bengals. Book it. Then we get the Denver Broncos taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers one and three. Broncos three and one. Uh, Broncos do not have Teddy Bridgewater. It looks like he's questionable. Maybe he's going to play. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, the Steelers, whew, they are one and three, not looking so hot. Big Ben is a fucking statue in the pocket. He is looking old as old can look, even though he's like, whatever, eight years younger than Tom Brady, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, not the sexiest matchup. The Broncos or the yeah, the Broncos lost to the Ravens last week. Kind of showed that they are not a three and O team. But do they uh, get a win over the Steelers, who definitely have been underachieving? I think so. I, I think I haven't been paying attention to the Broncos, but everything I've been hearing and what I've witnessed with Pittsburgh, they they don't got it anymore. I'm going with the I'm going with the Broncos for sure. I'm going to go with the Steelers. It's at home. The Steelers defense, not the scariest like it was last year, but rely, you know, rely on Najee Harris. Big Ben's going to do enough and the defense is going to smother whoever is under center for the Broncos. Then we get the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the uh, Carolina Panthers. Panthers lost to the Cowboys breaking their undefeated streak, but they're still a strong team hosting the Eagles who lost in a shootout to the Chiefs. Should be an, a fun offensive matchup in this one. 
See, I don't. Who who do you got? I I really don't know right now. Well, uh, you know me and my Panthers. Been riding them for the uh, entirety of the season. I'm going to keep it going. Sam Darnold has been cooking. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns. There's a chance CMC comes back, and that's just only going to help them. So I'm going to go with the Panthers. Eagles put up a fight. It's going to be very. I think it's going to be kind of similar to the Cowboys game where, you know, put up a lot of points. The Eagles are able to get it done enough, but in the end, Panthers just kind of, you know, fade away or you know, run away with it. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree because I, I was kind of thinking like the Eagles. No, I don't think the Eagles really had a good chance, but I was thinking that if if they could beat the Panthers, then, you know, then they might just start making, you know, kind of how do you – I don't know why I'm mumbling right now. I thought the Eagles could beat the Panthers and get their shit together and start fucking winning some games and become a champion once again. But that's not going to fucking happen because Sam Darnold is a fucking boss in the pocket going to Panthers. Then we got the Tennessee Titans who were injured, especially in the receiving end of things against the Jets. Uh, they gave the Jets their first win. They, The Titans, that is, will face the Jaguars, the Hagwires, who are 0-4, the other winless team in the NFL. Do the Titans gift the Jaguars their first win Dominic I honestly kind of hope not I kind of want them just to be winless all season I would love it and uh have, have you been paying attention at all to the Urban Meyer situation over there yeah little fucking fondle we got huh mm-hmm. just living it up in Jacksonville still killing it on Saturdays even if he's in the NFL what Saturdays before again Saturdays for the boys and Urban Meyer no. getting a little frisky <laughs> but no I really hope they lose. Jaguars, that is. Yes, yes, the Jaguars. Does, I want them uh, to lose. does Urban Meyer make it the entirety of the season? Yes. Does he make it till 2022? Maybe not. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. It looking like A.J. Brown is coming back. Um, but as much as uh, the Jets are not a good football team, I still think they're better than the Jaguars. And even though it is at home, I'll go with the Titans to get the win. At least the cons have AEW. At least they're doing one thing right. Uh, we get the Browns taking on the Chargers, a fun matchup of two, three, and one teams. Uh, this is an afternoon game, at least over here. So maybe the uh, the star game in the one, uh, one o'clock start times, even though the Raiders and the 49ers are playing. Probably going to pay attention to this one a little bit. Dominic, what do you see in this one? Browns and Chargers. Really hope Browns get it done. Not because the Chargers beat the Raiders and, you know, cost us our undefeated season, but being realistic, I think the Browns have a, I think the Browns are playing more better than I expected. And I think I'm going to start kind of leaning on them right now. So I'm going to go with the Browns. Yeah, this one's kind of a tough one uh, coming off of last week where the Browns didn't do much offensively against the Vikings. Um, and, even though the the Browns do have a tough defense, Justin Herbert is going to move the ball, whether it be with Austin Eckler on the ground or through the air. So to Robert uh, Rude, Robert Rude, Robert Woods, Robert Woods got traded to the Chargers. You know what? I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to you. I haven't win, do you? But I'm going to go with the Chargers, get the upset win here at home. They're just going to outrun the 
Browns in this one. Then we get to the Bears. The Bears take on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Bears fully committing to Justin Fields. It's about damn time. He is the QB one going forward. Raiders losing to the Chargers. Uh, you know, shit first half, make a comeback in the third quarter in the first of the fourth quarter, you know, fell apart, bad interception by Derek Carr. But let's be honest, it was kind of too far ahead in anyways. Thoughts in this one, Dominic. You know, the only reason I'm picking the Raiders this week is because of the fact that it's Justin Fields. The Browns have been playing dog shit. Um, that's the only reason, basically. If they were playing any other team, I probably wouldn't pick them because of that disappointing loss last week. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I still wonder what they're going to do with Justin Fields and the offense. They still haven't completely tailored it to his strengths. Allen Robinson, you know, one of the best receivers in the game just isn't, you know, a viable option, whether, you know, in fantasy, but, you know, he's not putting up any numbers. And yet you would think Justin Fields, you know, put him on a streak and let Fields just bomb it down the field. And that's just not what happened right now. So I will go with the Raiders as well. But if we can step off the field for a second, we had an incident uh, occur or pop up with the Raiders and John Gruden. An email surfaced from like 10 years ago when he was working with ESPN, talking about the NFL PA president. Uh, you know, he is a, a black, a black man. He starts talking about his lips, uh, yada, yada, yada. If you want to see it, you can go find it. It's readily available. And then the Raiders put out a statement and say that they have no comment at this time, but they're high, you know, disappointed in the comments made. Dominic, what do you, what's the future of John Gruden? Or is this just going to kind of blow over? Honestly, you want, you, want, you want my honest opinion here? This is, I mean, this is why we do the podcast. So you can get, we can we're give uncensored. Our yeah. Uncut and raw. I think people need to fucking stop going. I mean, how do you say? How, how does an email just magically surface from 2011? It's like someone had either A, fucking is, su- is super fucking booty tickled that they just waited for Gruden to get back in the limelight to, to surface it and wants to fucking, you know, four years after he joined the Raiders. Well, but they're playing dog shit. They're three, and zero, but trying to make it four and oh, you know, like people were talking about the Raiders and John Gruden. Oh, look, he's kind of relevant again a little bit. Why not let my email surface that I have of him doing some, some not saying some not so friendly things. Boom. It kind of it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Don't get me wrong. I don't condone what he said, but it just it's kind of like, you know, you're going to. I'm not going to say ruin his life because like he did say those things, but like you're you're going to. You're not just going to fuck up his life, but you're going to there's a possibility you can fuck up the, 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 the team and then you're not just going to piss off Gruden. You're pissing off the whole Raider Nation and, you know, that's that's not cool. Once again, do not condone what he said. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a it's a weird situation. Um, I would assume nothing is going to happen in terms of him being fired. He uh, might he might pay a fine and maybe yeah, I was going to say a fine. But yeah, I don't because I don't see him like getting suspended for like a game or a half or whatever. The thing is, unless it comes from the NFL, then maybe something would happen. But I don't think the Raiders are going to you know put their own whatever games in jeopardy by suspending Gruden. So. Obviously, what he said is not right, but um, I don't want to say like what he said wasn't bad enough to like get fired, but I just don't see that ended up 
being a thing, him getting fired. But, you know, if the team just falls apart, then he probably should be fired. Which do you think is on the hot seat if, like, you start 3-0 and they end up going, whatever, 8-9? I I honestly think if he doesn't win, first of all, with a over 500 record, and if they have the chance to make a playoff and they miss out and they lose to, like, you know, if it's like, oh, we got to so play. If it's a repeat one... of last year where they could have made it, but they shit the bed in the last like two weeks. Yeah. If it's something like that, I, I think he's on the hot seat. But I then it's like, who do you bring in? Urban Meyer. Herb, heard he might have a job. Charles Woodson would be a great coach. Then uh, we get the 49ers, the two and two 49ers taking on the only undefeated team in the NFL. I know Mr. X asked this as question a couple weeks ago. I think I probably said the Rams. Dominic, do you remember who you said was going to be the last team standing? I said the Raiders, of course. Of course you said the Raiders, but non-biased. This is an unbiased sports podcast on this on this year podcast. But uh, the 49ers, it's looking like Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback, uh, not going forward like Justin Fields, but in this game. Um you know, he threw two touchdowns, but that was just mostly Debo doing Debo things, just being wide open and making plays. Uh, Arizona, as I said, you know, shit all over the, the L.A. Rams last week. Kyler Murray, clear cut front runner for the NFL MVP. Um, you know, tough matchup with the, the rookie. I think the Cardinals continue to roll, especially at home. I agree. I, I don't see really. uh you know, I, I mean, I, I think Lance will get a couple, like, he'll maybe get, throw a touchdown, maybe run one in, but I think Murray just fucking whips out his dick and makes him suck on it after. Consensually. Uh, I don't know, my man. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to Trey Lance, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be more tailoring the offense towards him because he is more of an offensive genius compared to Matt Nagy's dumbass over there in Chicago. So maybe we see Trey Lance, you know, he'll – a little extra, a little extra sauce in the uh, in the play sheet over there, but still got the Cardinals winning that one. Uh, okay. We get the Giants taking on the Cowboys NFC East battle. It's in Dallas. Uh, Cowboys riding high. I think they're the front runner in the East at the moment. Could be a trap game. Giants had a, a good win against the Saints. Uh, not Charles Barkley. Saquon Barkley is getting his reps, his touches, kind of ramped up. Do you see this a possible trap game for Dem boys? I hope so. I think the New York Giants have the capability to be a great team, but they're just kind of they're missing a key play or a key player. But if they beat the Cowboys, it'd be a great day. I think that the uh, Giants are going to keep it close, you know, maybe make it a little closer than what people expect. I don't know what the spread is on this one, but the Giants will will eke it out. I'll say Giants by four. Boom. Uh, Then Sunday night football, we get a rematch of the AFC championship game. This one should be fun. This time it's taking place in Arrowhead. The Bills, Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills beat the brakes off of the Texans. Chiefs handily beat the Eagles, but you're starting to see some cracks in that Kansas City defense. It was never, you know, top tier by any means, but no. is it time to, you know, maybe raise some questions when it comes to the Chiefs, Dominic? I don't, you know, I, I was really high on the Chiefs going into the season thinking that they were front runners for the repeat. And 
what I've been watching are not the Chiefs. They are not playing like themselves. They're not. There's nothing that says Chiefs. Even Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat. What Pat's doing is great, but I don't know what the what you know what the rest of the team is doing because they're not they're not contributing very well. Um, I mean, I, I think this year maybe the end of the Andy Reid era. Damn, Dominic just calling for Andy Reid's head, even though the team's two and two and they've made two straight Super Bowls. Fucking gone. By the way, would we uh, should we check back in on your uh, Dak Prescott take? Do you think he's going to get benched anytime soon? Gone. Okay. No, I don't know. I probably not. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, I think it just it really just comes down to what that Bills defense can do against the Chiefs, because if it's in a shootout then you're going to tailor more towards the Chiefs. But the Bills were able to, you know, kind of get their shit together after week one losing to the Steelers, which now at this point, I don't know how the Bills lost to the Steelers in week one. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bills, break up, you know, make the upset, get to four and one, Chiefs fall to two and three. I, you know, early in the season, I think people are kind of not riding off the Chiefs struggles a little bit. But if they, in prime time, the Bills make a statement, they get the win, then I think that's when, you know, the main, the lamestream media is going to kind of wonder what's going on over there in Kansas City. I agree. Hey, curveballs think, and cherry shuttles first on it. Damn right. Um, I, I, I will take the Bills just because I think they're playing at a higher caliber right now. Now it's Pat Mahomes, Travis fucking Hill, fucking all the motherfuckers over there can turn it on. So it should be a good game. Josh Gordon on the active roster. Any expectations for what he's going to do? I dropped him, so I hope he doesn't play. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Then Monday night football, we got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts one and three, Ravens three and one. I think the Ravens get it done, you know, just kind of ground a pound, hold on to the ball, milk the clock, and just kind of choke the Colts to death. Yeah, that's agree. Yeah. Who wins? A Raven or a Colt? Are we talking a Colt 45? No, a Colt like a Bronco. Oh. A uh, Colt. No. I'm going to go with the Raven. A Raven. Because, I'm going because, Raven. The, because the Raven can fly around and it can be a lot more mobile. And it like, can drop things from the air like a rock. Yeah. And I mean, it only, I think it just takes the, but it only takes a Colt like just one like bite. But as long as the Raven just like scrapes its ass. It just kind of stays away from the head. Right? Shut the fuck up. Can we be done with sports? I mean, we are done with sports. So that <gasps> means we move on over to the mailbag. Uh, the wise known as. Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum, bum. No and friends this week. Oh, Hate I wonder why. Hey, you see, because Dominic <laughs> had to bury our number one fan. Haley, would you like to you know, issue a statement and apology regarding your horrendous actions from last week, Dominic? It was a joke. I was joking. I'm trying to get views. Jeez. Ooh, I mean, sometimes you, you don't want to just be saying shit just to get views because then you get canceled, you know. Okay. Don't I, didn't say, say any names, I didn't say but... anything like, you know horrendous i just said you know she wanted their podcast you know she likes like tess like you don't believe tessa blanchard did anything wrong unless you see evidence 
But you do. Anyways, Dominic, what does Mr. X have to say? He sends us two emails. Just two emails? Both at 655, and they say the same exact thing. Which one should I read first? Mm, the second one. Okay. So. <clears throat> Shit. Good seeing ya. I don't know if I should be worried that he can see me, but. Fuck, I can't, I can't see out my window. It's too dark. I mean, I can put my back light on, but if he's there, I'm going to fucking freak out. Okay, should we read anything into the quick little hug that Belichick gave Brady after the game? I was actually disappointed that Belichick gave him like a like a bro hug, like, hey, yeah, good job. See you later. I was actually disappointed. I think Belichick owes a lot to Brady. Just like Brady probably owes a lot to Belichick. And they should he should have embraced that a little bit more. I mean, let's be honest. If me and you were to hug, that's probably what our hug would look like. What's a hug from you? Exactly. You know, I'm like Belichick. I'm not the most emotional person in the world. You're not. You know, know, I'll give you the hug. Take that back. When Undertaker lost, I think that was like the first time I actually seen you like kind of like dumbfounded, like lost in life. Yeah, I was contemplating what to do with my future. (laughs) Then I cried myself to sleep that night. Just ruined the Daniel Bryan win. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, back to the hug. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, it, it was a hug. I don't know what people are expecting for them to like, you know, have like a warm embrace for like five seconds and they like make out at the 50 yard line. It was what you would expect. Now, when it comes to like the social media and everyone like doing screenshots and making it seem like it was that warm embrace for five seconds when it was like a second and a half. Yeah. It was like I just kind of rolled my eyes at that. But, you know, there's things said behind closed doors. They still respect each other. Do they love each other? Do they, you know, hang out and send Christmas cards? I don't know. They're private guys. They're not going to say that. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm going to send you the rest of the questions just in case my phone dies because I'm at like 3%. Okay. So, just so it's just it. like the other podcast where I get to listen or I get to read Mr. X's questions. Maybe. Um, which, hang well, hang on. Before I continue, how was, did he, did he rip Philip a new one? Uh, he did, but then he he took it all back and said it was in the heat of the moment, and he apologized. Philip or Mr. X? Mr. X. Mr. X, you got to stand your ground. God, you come to, on, just man. Just fucking let it ride, baby. Fucking, you, isn't like your neighbors with the guy. God, say some things. Say hurtful things. You don't regret it. I do it all yeah. the time. Um, <clears throat> sorry, get back on track now. Uh, which MLB team that didn't make it to the playoffs this year will make the biggest moves in the offseason to increase their chances of making it into the postseason next year? That's a good question. That is um, a good question. And maybe I should actually pull up the uh, the teams. You know, uh, I'll forget the team somebody, that didn't probably. make it was the A's. <laughs> I think they're going to be in a deep, I don't know if I'd say a deep rebuild, but uh, I'm going to say they finish under 500. They are going to make some moves to kind of load up on prospects. Uh, look out for the A's in 2024. <laughs> so there you go. Um, you know, a team that didn't make the playoffs. Well, wild card's technically a playoff, so I can't say the Yankees. But you know, I would I would say the Cardinals had it. I I know they're a playoff team technically, but I I would say the Cardinals maybe need that one piece. Don't know what it could be, but they're just missing that one thing, and they're definitely a a team to watch out for. Um, I think they need a horse. So you're going to go Mad Bum? 
I don't know if Mad Bum's the horse he used to be. But I mean, with was it Carpenter, Wainwright, whatever the fuck his name is, with him being gone. Yeah. Uh, shout out Chris Bryant. He said a bomb, 3 0 off of Bueller. Um, Walker Bueller trash. Walker Bueller. But um, I'm not trying to be a homer, but, you know, Clevenger's coming back. That's not exactly a move. You know, they fired their manager. I think the Padres will be back next season. They'll be in the thick of things. I wouldn't expect the Dodgers and the Giants to win over 100, 100 games next year. So I think the, the Padres will be in it. But if I'm going to take like a long shot team to just kind of load up and, you know, make some crazy Orioles. moves. Maybe the Orioles, maybe the Detroit Tigers, maybe Dominic just a year ahead on the Tigers. But maybe I will go. Maybe the Diamondbacks. I will go with the nationals now maybe they don't like make a playoff per se but finishing 65 and 97 you got Juan Soto he's a fantastic player if he's there healthy the entire 162 you know you just need a couple guys around him that maybe they'll flirt for the uh the postseason I mean the Braves are 88 and 73 so you don't need to win that many games to win this division so I'm gonna go with the nationals as kind of like a surprise bounce back team maybe not a playoff team but a solid bounce back team so I do agree with you with the Padres. I do agree with you on that. Um, if I had to take a long shot, I'm going to go with them New York meets, I think. I think they they were cooking. The Grom kind of had his linger injuries for a while. And, uh, you know, I think they had a chance this year. So they just repeat what they did this year. But uh, this year... But avoid all the injuries. I think they can go. They can make it all the way to the postseason. And the Blue Jays were only a game out of the wild card. If they get a starter, starting pitcher, they have more experience. I don't know if you can expect all the guys to produce like the way they did. But um, George Springer plays a full 162. I think the Blue Jays will be back in the mix next year. Okay, moving right on. Reports are that Baker Mayfield was playing through a partially torn labium or I'm sorry. Labia. <laughs> oh, pause. Sorry. Uh, lob- I don't know how to say this word. Sorry. We're looking I'm for not- a labrum. Labrum. What the fuck is a labrum? Uh, it would be in your shoulder, Dominic. Oh, you know, non throwing shoulder, I believe. Or is throwing shoulder? I don't know. And his non throwing shoulder. Good job, Brandon. Is Cleveland rolling the dice by playing him? Yes. Yes. Don't don't play him. You don't want him to fucking tear it and then like a full blown tear and you know you, you can't you know play him. You know. Yeah, but if you I mean a torn labrum, you got to go under the knife and you're gone for a long time. Labrum. So I don't know if it's worth the risk. I mean, it just takes like one bad tackle. You get some defensive lineman's fat ass falling on it, and then that thing just completely falls off the bone. Well, here's so. a fucking thing. Don't let them get to him. Jeez. They, you know what, Dominic? This is why you need to be a fucking head coach. Guys, don't let those fat asses tackle our quarterback. Boom. I honestly, I'd be like, every time they get a sack, that's $10,000 out of your check. That's what I would do. And I'm like, but that 10000 is going into the pot. So when there's a game where he doesn't get touched, it goes to the person who's protecting the best. There you go. So if Baker Mayfield were to go down, do you know who the backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns is, Dominic? Pop quiz. Uh, it's Andy Dalton? Uh-huh. Uh, no. We, be, we were looking for Case Keenum. 
God, haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, led the Vikings to an improbable playoff run. So maybe he can do the same for the Cleveland Browns. What happened to Minshew, that that ugly motherfucker? Uh, he was traded. Didn't he get traded to the Eagles, correct? Come I'm going to say yeah, because I don't know. And... I just typed in Minshew, and we got Minshew family history. Should we go to Minshew family no, history? let's just no. move on to the wrestling portion, because your boy is getting a headache. He plays for the Eagles. There you go. What do you think about 25 the... years old. He's older. He's younger than us. May 16th, same birthday as my mommy. Happy uh, birthday, Gardner Minshew, even though it happened five months ago. So does that mean every time you sing happy birthday to your mom now, you're going to say happy birthday, Gardner Minshew and my mom. Happy birthday to you like that. Yep, exactly. Nice. Moving on to the wrestling portions. What do you think about Brian Danielson's comment about WWE not being a company for pro wrestling fans? Well, uh, Dana Brian, Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian Danielson, um, he... You know, I did read his book because, you know, I'm such a big fan and actually read his book and AJ's book. But, uh, you know, he did kind of talk about WWE kind of being like a. Whatchamacallit, what the fuck am I trying to say? Like it, you know, it it's not actually pro wrestling. So he he's always kind of had that stance. He understood that going to WWE, he wasn't going to be like a pro wrestler. But that's where the money is. So I think that's where he's getting out. Like there's no maliceness behind it. He said. You know, he had that player tribune write up thanking Vince and WW and all that things. So he's just he's just speaking his truth. He doesn't see what WWE does as being pro wrestling. And so pro wrestling fans wouldn't watch WWE or isn't for them because WWE isn't pro wrestling. Now, now I want to ask you the question. Is WWE professional wrestling? Or is it just really, really good acting with legitimate like in like bumps and bruises and injuries and stuff? Well, what they do when it comes down to it is they wrestle in the ring in scripted predetermined matches. So I would say that would be pro wrestling. But from like a philosophical standpoint, I would probably say no, because WWE and Vince McMahon don't see themselves as a pro wrestling company. They see see them them as entertainment, as as an entertainment conglomerate. So, I mean, it's very complicated and it's nuanced and, you know, hippie bullshit basically. But I think people just, if you like wrestling in general, I think you, you would watch WWE. I understand the comment, but it's kind of, you know, I like wrestling. Does that mean because I said wrestling and not pro wrestling? Does that make me a WWE person? Oh, I'm not, you know, if I go to an indie show, I'm going to get fucking booed and, you know, just made fun of. Uh, I mean, I'm at a pro wrestling show. It doesn't matter, you know? So I, I mean, we I, see this on Twitter and social media where it's like the AEW WWE thing and people are like homers for each one. And it's like, I just don't really get it. Like, but well, yeah, obviously then, then I, you have the people that are like, if you like pro wrestling, watch both. Yeah, and I was just going to say that. Like, I obviously I, I enjoy AEW much more than WWE. We've talked about how we're kind of falling out of love with NXT, but I still watch it. I still kind of find things I like and things I don't like. And, you know, just watch what you want to watch and don't be an asshole. Exactly. Moving right on. Ah, another Daniel Bryan. Oh, God. Uh, I'm in. 
I popped. You probably popped too. When I heard Red Dragon's old ROH theme dance away during Bobby Fish's entrance at Dynamite last week. Now that he is all elite, will he have a bigger on-screen role in AEW than he had during his time in NXT, providing he can stay healthy? You're the resident Red Dragon fan, Bobby Fish guy. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. I loved Red Dragon. have a Red Dragon shirt, which I was very excited for when I found it kind of just in the back of my closet. I was, I thought I threw it away or donated it, but I, I still got the Red Dragon shirt. Love to see it. Yes, I think I forgot to say this on the other podcast, but big pop from your boy when the Red Dragon music played. So I like that. I like Bobby Fish. Yeah, he might be in his mid 40s, but we're seeing what Christopher Daniels is doing in his 50s. Bobby Fish still has a, a spot on the card. Now, when it comes to AEW, when they have such a loaded, bloated roster, you know, is Bobby Fish like a, a, a difference maker? No, but he's like a good salt. He's a good hand, even though that's kind of derogatory. But, you know, put him on dark, dark elevation, have him have some good matches with the young talent, kind of coach him through. And I, I think he's one of those things like, yeah, he's good on screen, but I think he's much more valuable behind the scenes. Unless Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly goes to AEW and it's just a fucking... If Kyle goes to AEW, I will officially be an AEW person and watch it every week. But I would do that, so it's fine. Exactly. So I don't, I don't know what that would make a difference because you already watch it every single week because we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we're huge yeah, fans. Exactly. Cody, sign us. We'll be in our next commentators. When JR, Excalibur, and Tony Siobhan can't do it, call your boys. We got you for free. Or at least a lot less than they're making. And finally, the last question. It's a sad one because <sighs> I don't know if I can get through this one. Oh, oh. No, it's not sad. After Fightland last night, Alex Hammerstone is the new MLW champion. With the added news that Will Ospreay will be making his major league wrestling debut, is this company making the necessary moves they need to to get them to the next level in terms of being noticed by casual and hardcore wrestling fans. So MLW is more on my radar than they have been in the past. I know they've kind of been doing good work over, you know, kind of before and a little bit through the pandemic, but this last show, I haven't watched it yet. I did record it. I'm excited to see what they can do. I saw Hammerstone for the first time at an indie show here a couple weeks ago, and I was, you know, not like in love with what he was doing, but I can see why he's making some waves. But MLW is is making waves, and I can see them kind of fitting into that third spot. New Japan has fallen off. Yeah, they're trying to make more inroads in the American market, but you know they got their own issues. Impacts, you know, they have what Bound for Glory or whatever it is in Vegas, so they're you know kind of on the bounce back. But there's definitely a hole, you know, a spot to be had for the number three spot. And they're on vice. That's a big network. If they get enough talent and they make enough moves, I can see MLW, you know, being in that third spot and where the impact, you know, where impact was for all those years, that level. I mean, I don't know anything about it. You clearly know that. Um, but maybe I, I, do you recommend I start paying attention? You think is that, is it worth it? I mean, I'll as much as I just kind of bullshit my way through, I still haven't seen anything. So I need, uh, to, I need to watch it, but you know, they're my they're definitely on my radar more than they have been in the past, which is something. Okay, good to know. That's it from Mr. X's questions. 
you know, if I had other questions, maybe it would be like, you know, let's say like somebody named Joe and Matt, you know, tech, you know, send it questions. And I'd be like, Mr. X is Joe and Matt's questions of the week. So if you want your name added into it, send us a fucking question, curveball and cs at gmail.com. Yeah, Joe and Matt. Yeah. Who's okay. Joe Matt? Who's Joe and Matt? No, I just said random names off the top of my head. Okay. There's no Joe and Matt at work that's really pissing you off when you take There care. is a Joe, and I don't want to talk about it on there because I might. Ooh. You just, you know, send me a very strongly worded email. And can, can we just and keep going? And then I'll leak it to the press in 10 years, then you get canceled. I'm getting tired. And I'm oh, getting Dominic. Fancy. Oh, we're back, baby. Dominic's tired. Uh, he wants to stand the podcast as we get into rest. So, and then I get- asked, asked, asked the studio artists, are we playing? And she said, are you dumb? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, at nine. So does, I don't know if we're playing at nine or not, because that means we got to hurry up. So hurry the fuck up. All right. Let's get into the wrestling portion. Yeah. So uh, the WWE draft did take place. Um, Dominic, any just kind of wandering thoughts? We did our little predictions. I got the Bianca Belair question or prediction right. Didn't get the Bobby Lashley prediction, but Drew McIntyre is over there. You know, any any thoughts? They're switching the women's titles, even though they have a SmackDown match on Saudi Arabia where two of the women are on raw, but then the draft doesn't take effect for three weeks. So right now it's like a weird mucky situation and it's very confusing. doesn't make sense to me, but it's WW. There's a lot of things that don't make sense to me. I agree. Uh, as the resident Jeff Hardy expert, he is over to SmackDown. He had a little interaction with Brock Lesnar. And then he also said on raw that he's going to switch things up. So what's going to happen to Jeffrey Nero Hardy on SmackDown? He's no. going to start fucking coming and, Doing crazy flippy duties and shit. No, people are saying Willow's gonna come, but I don't think WWE Vince understand Willow. So I think he's gonna, you know, switch things up a bit. Would probably be maybe like he gets extreme or something, and it's like him doing like a fucking suicide dive or something stupid like that. So I don't know. What about I kind of lost faith in Jeff. What about a Ickweed or whatever that stupid Gardner thing is he did? No, it's definitely not gonna happen. That that's a. cultural appropriation right because he's because he's talking like this man he like like talking like a yeah crackhead sure let's go with that word i mean i don't know how that's cultural appropriation i think jeff already gets that market pretty down tapped okay moving on to nxt no we need to talk about wow no fuck tessa wow blanchard. fuck tessa blanchard Whoa, don't fuck all hey, them hey, bitches hey, you better not fucking say anything about wow because aj lee is back and she's gonna be an executive producer and it's gonna be fucking fantastic and aj's gonna come back to the ring and your boy's very excited fuck it i'll believe it when i see her in the fucking ring and her shorts and her tank top <laughs> Coming down to light it up, light it up, light it up, light it up. Let's light it up. I need to go. You know, hold on. <clears throat> All right. Reset, we we uh, need to re- reset. Okay, Dominic, let's get into AEW Dynamite. They kicked off the show with the Super Elite. They defeated uh, Jurassic Express, Brian Danielson, and Christian Cage. Christian Cage gets the boot after an indie taker, hurts his neck apparently. Be honest, was kind of half paying attention to when that happened, so I don't know if that's legit or not. Don't think it's legit, but the uh, super elite to get the win, continuing this mega feud. Uh, any thoughts on where it's going? Uh, you know, especially after what happened at the end of the show. I can't, I didn't, I forgot how to unmute my mic. Um, 
well, Brandon, I don't want to say anything until what happens at the end of the show. Okay, well, then uh, CM Punk comes out. He does the CM Punk happy promo, and he challenges Daniel Garcia to a match that has already happened. Um, more happy punk. Do you think this is just kind of waiting till whatever he's going to do a full gear? And what is he going to do a full gear? I mean, I think we'll have happy punk for a while. And then when you least expect it, like when you think like, oh, finally a dream match him. And, you know, this person is like a tag team partner and then he's going to turn heel and then everyone's going to hate him again. And then AJ comes back. And then they form the mega couple. Yeah, the, 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 the true mega powers. Yes. Sammy Guevara defeats Bobby Fish to retain the TNT title. Uh, pretty good match. I enjoyed it. Bobby Fish got in a lot of offense. And then we get America. That whole Paige Van Zandt came back. Whoa, 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 whoa. American top team came back and laid the smack down on Sammy Guevara. We got uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager making a save. The best page in pro wrestling. Paige Van Zandt was back. Laid the smack down. On all their candy asses. Sorry, I was yawning because she is not the best Paige. I mean, she is. I mean, she's the only Paige getting in a wrestling ring right now. Paige here. <laughs> so, yes, they set up a tag team match uh, for next Saturday. So, you know, scheduling is going to be all fucked up for us. But maybe that means we don't think that means we don't get to talk about AEW next week. So look at that. Yes. That means we really get to get to go in depth at NXT, though. Get to get right in there. Anyways, uh, thoughts on the match itself with Fish and Guevara, and then they're uh, setting up the tag title match and very strongly. Junior Dos Santos making his pro wrestling debut. That should be fun. Well, I thought the match was good. I feel like uh, I'm going to say it. Don't give a shit. I don't like watching Bobby Fish unless he's in a tag match. I'm sorry. singles. He's not my favorite singles competitor. I don't see how he's made a name for himself without Kyle or some type of partner. Um, but honestly, the match was all right. Um, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, any thoughts on American top team and Lambert continuing to just spit straight fire on the microphone. Love everything, but that whore, she's a whore. And I'm going to keep calling her a whore because until you admit that Soraya whatever her last name is, the AKA WWE superstar page is the better page. Anyways, they debut Paige Van Sant next title, her only title, because she doesn't really win her fights, but uh, the TBS title, the secondary women's championship, uh, pretty much an exact copy of the TNT title. Um, you know how I feel about the titles, no more titles, but um, any thoughts on, this, even though we kind of knew this was happening. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything because, you know, it's dog shit. I mean, I people give WWE shit for like their universal, the WWE, the 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 women's titles, you know, all that kind of shit. The 24-7 title. I'm sorry. The 24-7 title is ugly as shit. Makes no sense. But it looks a whole lot better than the TBS title. It's like a Bobby Boucher title. Well, you you better not be slandering the good name of Bobby Boucher. No, no, no. Bobby Boucher is God. This title is doo-doo. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, for some reason, Tony Schiavone interviews Dante Martin in the middle of the ring, and then Dante cuts a little promo when he gets the Jeff Hardy Rey Mysterio treatment. He gets cut off, and Alistair Black, or sorry, Malachi Black, comes in and kicks his fucking head off. So it looked like we're going to get Alist- Malachi Black. Come on. Taking on Dante Martin. Uh, yes, cool. please. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 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 Feed me uh, more. Hikaru Shida faces off against Serena Deep to get the so esteemed 50 win plaque that Jungle Boy won a couple months ago. Uh, but no, Serena Deep gets the win, some underhanded tactics. She goes full blown heel, whacks Shida with the thing, and a great visual that they did the overhead shot of the whatever they award laying right next to Shida's head while she's kind of selling it. So, uh, I mean, kind of didn't mean too much, but. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think it was like a nice little swerve bro to, you know, just not everything you expect is going to happen is going to happen. So it's always kind of keeps the little nugget in the back of your mind. I think what they need to do with Serena Deeb is shave her head, make her join up with CM Punk again and be the straight edge society. Just saying. Uh, since Bobby Fish is all elite, what happens first? Do we get a, a Serena Deeb CM Punk interaction or Bobby Fish and Cole interaction? Adam, F- Adam Fish. Okay. Adam Fish. What about uh, CM D- CM Deeb? No, it would be Serena Punk. So you're saying Serena Deeb is the Adam Cole of the? Well, it just the name makes better sense. CM Deeb? I mean, come on. That just rolls off the tongue. I mean. CM Deeb. CM Deeb. It sounds like you're saying CMD. Just so you know, the studio is adamant. I come here. I, A.K.A. come to her. So, like, you either need to speed the fuck up. Well, we got the last thing about AEW. We got Hangman Adam Page making his illustrious return. He finally showed up to work, as his little ticker said. And he wins the casino ladder match, winning the big old giant chip. He is the number one contender for the championship. It wasn't completely clear. Seemed like they're kind of treating him more like a money in the bank briefcase, especially with the... uh, promo after the fact where page was just very nonchalant kind of committing about talking about him actually winning the match and getting the title shot so i'm very intrigued very excited to see page back and i thought it was a good match and having uh moxley kind of be the foil was i think a good thing because you could you believably could think moxley could win i think it was maybe the only other guy to really challenge page for that and uh, he's the right character to be in that spot. But Paige is back. I'm excited. Dominic, are you as excited as me? So excited. I'm excited, but then I'm also nervous because what they've been doing with everything else with him. You know, oh, he gets a title shot, but then, you know, this happens and then that happens. So I'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. So what do you think? As I said, kind of standoffish, not committing to what's going on with the title situation. Do they full gear is a month away? I, I, I want to know, is it so uh, you mentioned it is it, it's they're saying it's like a money in the bank, like after the match, Kenny's fucking just bleeding and I'm going to cash in my I'm going to cash my chips. Or is it like I want a shot at this day, this place here? I, I mean, I would assume that is what's going to happen. I don't think we can get a cash in per se, but they were very lenient on because if it was like winner at full gear, they probably would have said that. But they didn't. They just said winner gets a title shot. So I don't think they're just going to give us a title shot of Paige and Omega like right away. And maybe they tell the story of 
page having the title shot and they're going to give it to him at this date, but he doesn't want it. He wants to, you know, put it off and train, or he has something bigger to do with the uh, dark order, or he wants it. He, you know, he's always busy. He's always putting that on the back burner before Omega does something to where he needs to, you know, put up or shut up. Well, gonna have to wait and see then, huh? Uh-huh. Then NXT 2.0. Great show. Great show. We kick it off with Mandy defeating Ember Moon. Um, okay match. You know, definitely better than the BFAB Electra Lopez match that happened last week. So eons better than that opener. Uh, Mandy getting the win. Uh, what we would expect because they're definitely going all in on Mandy. I guess we can just skip forward to Raquel Gonzalez cutting a promo. Uh, toxic attraction uh, also cuts a promo. They go back and forth. So definitely landed on thick that uh, it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose, which I don't understand because, you know, on Raw and SmackDown, Mandy was kind of just a face. At least when she was with Sonya Deville, it was something to be worried about. But when she was a solo competitor, just, you know, meh. but I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, you beat Ember Moon, former NXT champion, former tag champion. So I guess I got to give it to her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, weird matchup. We get LA Knight defeating Odyssey Jones. Match wasn't the best in the world, but I think it could have been a whole lot worse. LA Knight gets the win after uh, Chase, you, whatever the fuck his name is, interferes. So distraction finish, baby. Love to see it. Uh, then we get Tommaso Ciampa, cuts a promo, says Halloween Havoc is back, unfortunately. It doesn't look like we're going to get Shotzi as the host anymore, Dominic. You just absolutely Ooh. hate to see it. Uh, but Champa and Braun, right? Braun Breaker is going to happen, it looks like, for the title at Halloween Havoc in a couple weeks. Are they Are they going to do this, Dominic? Are they going to just fucking too soon for go for it? to lose it? I mean, I don't know. You, As I said, I felt like just having Champa was a replacement, a straight-in replacement for Samoa Joe and whatever they're going to do with Joe is what they're going to do with Champa. So, I mean, it would make sense, I guess. Which would be to drop it to Breaker and then, you know, let them do what they want to do. Uh, then we get Joe Gacy. The PC police defeats Ikemen Jaru. Uh, they did, you know, some vignettes with Jaro last couple weeks ago, thinking maybe they can do something with it, but then now he just loses to Joe Gacy, who then lost to Cameron Grimes a couple weeks ago. So, you know, this is just like WWE. You put some time into one act, but then you have him lose to another act who lost to another act, and it's just one big old circle jerk. I think that's what we all like to have is circle jerks. I thought he was canceled. Uh, Corey Jade puts uh, pulls off the upset beating Frankie Monet. I was kind of surprised that Monet didn't get drafted uh, in the uh, get drafted in the draft. So it looks like she's staying on NXT, but you know, back-to-back losses, not doing too much. She's uh 30, you know, late thirties woman's wrestler when they're definitely trying to go younger. Um, is just Monet wrong place, wrong time. And is she just going to be stuck in NXT losing to all the younglings? Hey, if Aaliyah can get drafted, so she can, she right. I guess, and uh, Zia Lee can get drafted too. Right. Right. But yeah, Kai Arelli is not drafted. Roderick Strong's not drafted. Ridge Holland is drafted. Yeah, Ridge Holland gets drafted. Hit Row gets drafted. Thoughts on Hit Row getting drafted? I don't give a shit. Let's move on because studio audience, you know, she's always right. Let's go. Uh, Pete Dune 
beats uh, Kamograms. Good match, solid match. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, he gets a squash match. He gets a win. Uh, very stereotypical. So, Dominic, as the uh, Italian on the show, did you take offense to Tony D'Angelo? Actually, I, I saw a picture of him, and it made me want to fucking suck him. Where's so, the uh, fucking Gabagoo? Yeah, he pisses me off. Uh, he was he was over like Rover, so uh, at least you know one of the kind of like Enzo, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, then in kind of the shocker, I think of the show, we get Indy Hartwell defeating Mei Ying in like two three minutes. They are, I guess, just fucking done with the Mei Ying storyline, even though it really never did get started. Um, and Indy Hartwell over as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the main event, MSK retains tag title four way. Um, cool, good for them. Solid match, you know, fifteen minutes, elimination style. Yeah, it was a, it was an okay show, and on NXT 2.0, that means it was a uh, disappointing show once again. So we're just waiting for Mandy Rose to take the title off of Raquel Gonzalez, so that we don't get to talk about it anymore, right, Dominic? I think so. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Okay. Okay. So that will do it for Yay. us for today. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Shout out to Mr. X for sending in those questions. If you want to be like Mr. X, send it in via the email. That is curveball and cs at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials, curveballs and cs on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, soon, maybe OnlyFans. Who knows? Uh, you know, get in on the mukbang. Give us some mukbang <laughs> ideas. Um, Socials all linked in the link tree in the description. And yeah. yeah. Any lasting words for the people out there, Dominic? Go search mukbang and let us know what food should be the first one we do. After octopus. Mm, no. Okay. That, that's like the goal. Once we get to like a hundred thousand subscribers, then we do the octopus deal. Okay deal uh thank y'all very much for tuning in for everybody that's involved in the podcast the millions and millions out there uh goodbye and good night shout uh, out to africa shout out to africa uh bye-bye evolution is a mystery full of chains that no one sees Clock me.